Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. And this is a really special day because I'm here with political royalty. And I'm talking about <laughs> Madam Mayor Marty Bloom. And Marty, this is going to be so much fun because you have a special place in my heart. When I started at the News Press, um, I was doing a couple of other beats, and then they moved me to Santa Barbara City Hall. And that was right around the time when you got elected to your first term as mayor. And there's so many stories that I covered, you know, about you, about the politics of City Hall. And you've always been a straight shooter and a, a tremendous source, even if the stories were not necessarily favorable to you or City Hall. You always really valued the journalism. And I always respect that. And you are somebody who's done it all in this town. I mean, you. <laughs> Man. Good, then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You're the former mayor, two terms, city council member, two terms, former Santa Barbara City College Board of Trustees. I believe you're on the planning commission as well. Am I making that up? Okay. Uh, so you, you definitely put in your time. Uh, teachers Association. Yeah, you're a former teacher, president of the Santa Barbara Teachers Association. So there's so much we can talk about. But first of all, first of all, I just want to ask you, Marty, how are you doing? It's been a long time since we talked. I'm doing great. I'm leading the good life in Santa Barbara. It's a, <laughs> it's an amazing place, and I am enjoying it a lot. Yes. Well, I think we could use some of your wisdom at City <laughs> Hall. Uh, I want to I want to dive right in and just sort of ask you a couple of questions. But you've been in the mayor's seat. You've been a city council member, and you've dealt with these issues that Santa Barbara is dealing with now homelessness, affordable housing, uh, stage street, you know, all these things that are really long time perennial issues and we chip away at them, but they're always to some degree going to be an issue. What's your take of Santa Barbara? We have a new mayor, Randy Rouse. He was on the council. He left. He came back. What's that? It's a man. Yes, exactly. It's been broken. Yeah, that's right. So uh, what's your when you think about Santa Barbara and sort of how it's doing, what's your take? Is Santa Barbara in a good place? Or are we going the wrong direction? What do you think? You know, I, th I, th I think we're in a good place in general. I think in general, this is a city that uh, uh, the people in it are um, very loyal to Santa Barbara and they want to help make it better. And they're always working on various things. And it's that energy I really like, and I think it's still there. Uh, so I give it an A. I think we're doing fine, except, you know, there's some things that just have not, uh, we haven't found the right thing, uh, right solution. Uh, homelessness is one, or um, um, moderate to low income housing, you know, prices of housing. Um, and State Street is a funny one to me because right before I became, I was on the city council in 96, it became a, um, it had just become a two lane street. It was four lanes with parking on it, which is totally bizarre, um, but that's what it was <clears throat> from the start. And, and we brought in, uh, the city brought in Dave Davis to help, you know, um, make State Street a, a walkable, good place. Oh. And we didn't get the cars off of State Street. So that was kind of funny. Um, and that was probably in the, I don't know whether it was 80s or early 90s, maybe. Yeah. And I absolutely love State Street, two lanes. That was just so good. Right. And, and then when I got to be mayor, I said, 
I actually said this at a meeting and I don't know whatever happened because nothing happened. <laughs> but um, I said, let's try to just make P State Street a pedestrian walkway. Oh. Um, you know, we could do it just one Sunday afternoon or one Saturday a month, you know. Um, and I think it might be successful. And then we might decide we don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I never could get any traction on that. I think wow. I started on that one from when I was on the council and then as mayor. Uh, and, and so I think Randy's going to find out it, it's not just good that you say something. <laughs> you yeah. need to get three more votes. Right. And, uh, and I, know, I don't know how easy that is. But anyway, that never happened. And it it just we just kept going on like like uh, nothing was happening <laughs> and it wasn't and then the pandemic came and wham bam we saw all these restaurants move out into the street and the, the ballards went up and no uh, no no driving on State Street and I was just I was really surprised yeah. um, I didn't see it coming. Uh, not too many people saw the pandemic coming, but but I didn't see as a result of the pandemic, we would have a pedestrian walkway on State Street. I right. mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I kind of like it. So yeah. it's not so bad. Right. And I talked to Dave Davis. I think he he is going he is working right now on um, I hope he's working on getting <laughs> some plywood off of things. You know, it's just it's kind of tacky in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, but some of it's very wonderful. It's very beautiful too. So, you know, I just sometimes the solution just whams in there, <laughs> you know. Right. And sometimes it just takes years and years and years and years. So, and, you know, I think I think in general we're a good town. We're a good city to live in. Yeah. For sure, to raise children in. It, it's just you know, I I had three kids here and we had a great time. Yeah. Um, and so. That, that I don't think is going to go away, uh, right. I hope. Yeah, uh, the, pandemic, the pandemic allowed everyone to sort of just do it really quickly, almost overnight. Can you imagine if there was an uh, effort to close State Street to cars? That would have taken years. And, and here it just happens really quickly. And so we're seeing in real time it play out. And the main thing, though, is there's a lot of people downtown. There's a lot of vibrancy. There's a lot of people who are eating, who enjoy walking, uh, riding their bikes, you know, creates mm -hmm. other issues, but there's a lot of vibrancy. So I think that's the good to focus on. And then you got to figure out how to make it all work. So everyone get along and it looks decent. And the bad part is there's, you know, this um, McDonald's is leaving. Yeah. And uh, other inexpensive places are leaving because I imagine rents are going up. I don't really know that. Yeah. But I imagine that's happening as it becomes a more popular place. So, um, yeah, Rite Aid is leaving, and there's yeah, that's the other one. Uh -huh. Some people say, you know, the real problem with State Street is that the the prop some of the property owners don't live here, and they're just not going to compromise on the amount of lease rent they're going to charge. Whereas maybe some other property owners do and work with their tenants. But if this is just another property in their portfolio, they'll wait. And then we just have these, these vacant areas. You were always a big. That's yeah. a terrible thing for, and, and also a house. 
<laughs> I shouldn't be. Well, I'm going to say this anyway. <laughs> I have to be that straight shooter, right? A house near me, and I just live in a little, um, in a tract home, really. Um, it had no insulation. It was just, you know, and now it has some, but you know what I mean? It was just like, uh, just, I raised three children in a three bedroom house and on the Mesa. And, and now right behind me, the house went for $3.9 million. That is absolutely bizarre. Wow. Uh, and it's sitting, it's sitting vacant. Is it? It, ha it has been vacant for about six months now. And I think that, I don't know what that is. I couldn't never, well, I, that, that's way out of my price range, but also that's a crazy thing. I think they're waiting for it to go up to 4 million or something. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah. They're going to flip it or they're going to uh, only be here for a few months out of the year. I haven't seen and you. I want to talk to them. I, <laughs> you know, I would just give them a little history of Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Well, that leads into the next thing, which is the affordable housing crisis. Yeah. Yeah. That's a home right there that could be occupied by local people, family who need a place, and it's sitting there empty. How is Santa Barbara doing with affordable housing? The AUD program was not in existence when you were mayor. We've got more apartments. We've built mm -hmm. much more apartments. Mm -hmm. yet. Which is good. That's great. Mm -hmm. Rents are market, though, for most of them. Mm -hmm. There is an inclusionary element that is happening now, but... How are we doing on affordable housing? Uh, do you have any advice for those in office now? I, you know, when the pandemic started, that $3.9 million house was about 800000 Wow. <laughs> so that's two years, right? And it just went way up there. And, and so I don't think that's very good at all. In fact, it's one of the worst things that's happened. Um, but the state has helped us out somewhat because it's it is uh, mandating that we allow ADUs, that's not AUDs, but the ADUs of the accessory dwelling units, which are granny flats or that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and at first I was appalled that the state would tell you you could put another house on your, house, on your lot, uh, but I'm not appalled at all anymore. Now that I'm a grandmother, I'm not appalled. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually building an ADU in our son's backyard oh. on, in, in Portland. Oh. Um, and you know, that's probably where I'll go stay once in a while for a month or two. Yeah. Uh, but also it may be the place that I end up living. Yeah. Um, and I think, I just think, um, Santa Barbara is seeing more and more of those. And I think it's in general, a good idea. Yes. Uh, so that'll help somewhat in lower income because what 500 to 800 square feet. That's very small. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to have a family with six in there. <laughs> exactly. And it's, yeah. it's within the, the infrastructure that exists already. You don't have to right. find new land to, to do it. There's some parking issues, I guess, that, that come up. But right. um, that yeah. seems to be a successful resolution um, yeah. compromise that we're seeing. And, and we also have um, uh, maybe people want to have an Airbnb back there. And that's going to be a problem. Because right. I've also said that we uh, can't have Airbnbs in re residential areas. I think mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't really followed that. Yeah, um, we're not uh, supposed to. They they are allowed in areas that are zoned for hotels. Yeah, but they're not yeah. supposed to be in the residential. But it's not even a, a you know Santa Barbara's biggest secret. It's not even that because everyone knows it. Like there are vacation rentals that are happening all over town, and the city doesn't can't keep up with the enforcement. 
and you know people see it and it just it is what it is and people mm -hmm. are like i why can't i do this why can't i make as much money as i can and not realizing that there's a family somewhere that can't afford what you want them because one it's not a rental now it's an airbnb but it would be better to have them off the street or live, living in their car and in the house you know so yeah, yeah, that's right. that's that's an impact uh what do you think of randy you know there was it was a really tough time for kathy maria the last uh couple of years there uh obviously we, four years she just had you know her first day in office was january 8th or 9th and that night is when that big uh, uh debris flow happened in in montecito yeah. and santa barbara police fire um all kinds of rescue people were were very involved in that getting that fixed up and so there she was you know you you get sworn in you have a happy uh dinner and you go to bed and then whammo it hits and it really did hit her rock hard i think and i had met with her before that to say i think it's a great job i mean who <laughs> would want to be the mayor of santa barbara you know and then i feel like an idiot but um it still is a great job. I like it. It was a good job. But um, she really had, that was a good six months of difficulty in some ways, you know, and maybe even more. And then she wrote a little note to me. It was kind of funny. Uh, at the beginning of year two, she said, I think I'm going to like this job, but I'm not sure yet. And I'm going, yeah, I know. Let's just settle down. And then whammo the pandemic in the last couple of years. Oh, and who would have thought? Um, you know, in, in January 2020, you would have thought, we're going along okay, you know, nothing happening. And by March, everybody has to stay home and the fear of God is in you not to go to the grocery store or whatever it was, you know, everything. Um, people are learning how to wear masks. So, and, and businesses were folding. They were folding on State Street and they were closing temporarily. And what a difference that made made yeah. it made it just a ghost area yeah um, and she had to deal with that part too dealing with the downtown organization and um that those four years were probably the toughest in the city of santa barbara when you look at it right so in some ways do you think uh it wasn't fair for her do you think that uh because all these things were going on voters had to figure out someone to blame to some degree and she's the mayor so she's in oh here. yeah why not <laughs> no, oh no yeah um i mean the voters here are pretty smart you, at first you think oh my god they're going to do whatever it is and then they they come through most of the time uh with kathy it was um yeah you had to point your finger somewhere mm -hmm. this you know i've been staying home now for six months and i and i want the mayor to open it back up please not even please. Um, so, yeah, I think it was hard, but I'm not trying to make excuses for her. She just had a hard time, and I don't know all of the details because I really wasn't not there. Um, Politics but, are difficult, and 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 yeah. and you can make enemies really easily. Let's talk about Paul Casey. You know, we talk about the mayor, but uh, Paul retired early. I mean, he can say whatever. I know he was not planning to retire at that time. But Paul's another casualty to some degree of the the turmoil, the opposition to City Hall, and there was a petition, and 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 I, I've always liked Paul. I always thought he was really really smart, and uh, other people blamed him for the slow development approval process and all the problems in the city. And I think he just said, you know what, 
I don't need this. <laughs> I've been well, working. You didn't. Yeah. No, I agree that that's what happened, and I feel bad about that because yeah. Paul was a good guy. He is still a good guy, <laughs> and uh, now he's leading a happier life. I think. Yeah. Because uh, it was just really we it, we were tough on him too. Right. In a lot of ways, and that was too bad. Um, I think I had Jim Armstrong for my whole eight years as mayor, yeah. and he, uh, he was really good. Yeah. Um, except that his last name was the same as the editorial <laughs> writer in the news press, but otherwise he was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> really, really a nice man. Uh, and he still is, but I think Paul, uh, I don't know what happened except that things were not easy in Santa Barbara suddenly. And right. that makes you want to point your finger. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about you, Marty. You were always really good at navigating that space. Uh, one, one of the things that I've said on my show, on Jerry's show about Kathy, is that she seemed to, in my, you know, reporter perspective, kind of just play to her audience, which was the Democratic Party and labor, people who agreed with her on her issues. And she was really good on those issues. But she was not necessarily anyone who crossed over and was able to bridge uh, build bridges with other people in the community. I don't think she did a very good job of that, even if it wasn't her fault. I don't, you know, it didn't happen. You, on the other hand, you had this remarkable way of <laughs> kind of pleasing your base, but at the same time, you'd occasionally um, speak your mind and just say something how it wasn't meant to be said. <laughs> and you, you were less political in that aspect. You were very much your own brand. You were Marty Bloom. And people said, that's Marty. That's Marty. But we still love her, right? Oh, yikes. You know? <laughs> I don't remember those. <laughs> I think I didn't need to. Huh? You know, you, but yeah, you, were less, you were less like, let me figure this out in the back room before I say it. A lot of times you would just do it and let the chips fall where there may, you know, whether it's, you know, labor negotiations, police fire, remember those days, right? Those oh my were, God. yes, I do. Oh, geez. Leaks, <laughs> you, know, you know, the leaks at city hall and who knows oh. what and how to, you know, blah, blah. Um, how were you able to sort of navigate all of that turmoil, you know, police, fire, mm -hmm. opposition, you were dealing with a, kind of a, conservative wave you know the dale francisco sort of group the michael self the frank hotchkiss people who were sort of starting to say oh we don't like ball bouts we don't like this rob dayton they're ruining our neighborhoods and you were always able to sort of work that space and come out looking good how, how were you able to navigate all that wow i don't remember I really don't <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's my age but i really don't remember mm -hmm. um having that much of a problem. I think what happened was when I became mayor, I decided that I was gonna be mayor for everybody, which is this, what they tell you in political school, if there is such a thing, but you know, they just, you know, you, you run for office or, and then you become the mayor, you have to be mayor for everyone. And I think, I think for just for a second, go back to Kathy, that's one thing she didn't do. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you said it in a different way. But she just, she was mayor of the West Side uh, and her group, whoever they were, you know, wh whoever voted for her, all the people that voted for her. Um, so, but I think you, it, the one thing is to keep your enemies closer, right? You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. And I really found that that's what I needed to do. That was my mantra, I know. 
Um, and I went to so many dinners that, that Kathy didn't have the opportunity to go to. Right. right. But, you know, so many dinners of, of people who I would never have had dinner with, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't the mayor. Yeah. And I kind of like that in some ways. So that was okay. Um, but anyway, it was, I also, I also, I also think that people, and I think this of Congress right now, that if people just sat down and tried to make a list of all the things they believe are true, that their lists would overlap with everybody else's lists. Yeah. You know, if they would just sit down and do that. They're not about to do that in Congress right now, but I think the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world do, do agree with Adam Schiff in some things. Yeah. I mean, they have to, mm -hmm. you know, um, and maybe the list is very short for those two, but, but there is a list that, that you can start working from. And so that's, that's what I did here is I went to the Republicans. I don't know what it was. I've forgotten the name of it, but the Republican committee like their political committee, central committee, central yeah. committee, but they didn't, I don't know, but some, they had a dinner yeah. and I can remember sitting there thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Um, but I think they toned it down a little bit after that. Yeah. I know they did. And that was good uh, for the city. It was good for everybody. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's, uh, I, that's what I remember. I don't yeah. remember deliciously saying <laughs> crazy things that Josh would quote. I didn't do that. No, 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 that never happened. <laughs> I didn't do that for you, I'm sorry. But I also have a hard time planning on saying only certain words and, and then having to stick to it the rest of my life or something. I, yeah. it, it just didn't make sense. It's much harder to lie, right? Yeah. It's easier to yeah. tell the truth because you don't have to think about it when you repeat your stories later. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that is so uh, impressive about you is your resiliency, your toughness. And an example mm -hmm. is when I was covering you, you had a, a, a double mastectomy, right? And you were mm -hmm. back at City Hall in a week. Yeah. You remember that? You remember that? And, and everyone was sort of thinking, mm -hmm. there. you had your enemies at City Hall, uh, maybe enemy. Um, and <laughs> There were those who were looking forward to you not being around and, and, and you know, maybe kind of stepping up and taking the, the, the leadership role there. And then all of a sudden, Marty's back after this very serious uh, surgery and, and, and just yeah. something that just affects your entire life. And you came back. Can, we, can you talk a little bit about that and, and sort of how that impacted you and how you were able to bounce back so quickly? Yeah, I found out I had cancer. And I can't remember what, um, when it was uh, that I found out a couple months before I got, I had my double mastectomy. Um, and, and it was just, it, it, if I had not been in office, it would have been a lot harder to deal with. I didn't have time to deal with it really. Um, when I found out I had cancer, I went in and talked to Jim Armstrong, our city administrator at the time. And I said, I don't know if I should just you know, uh, take a little leave of absence for a couple months or something and, and take care of this thing and not tell anybody? Mm -hmm. Or should I make it public? And I really was debating those two things. He said, oh, Marty, if you don't tell them what, what's wrong with you, they're going to make up something. And it'll probably be brain cancer or some kind of 
weird thing that you. He was talking about Nick Welsh, not me making stuff. Or, or, you know, or that I'm having a mental breakdown or, you know, all those things people make up in their minds. And uh, so I thought, yes, that's crazy. So I'm just going to, I'll put out a, uh, (laughs) I'll put out a press release that says Marty Bloom has cancer. And, um, and that's what I did with, uh, I had an assistant at the time, Nels Henderson, he wrote a a press release for me. And I remember calling the Breast Cancer Resource Center to say, hi, I'm Marty Bloom, and I'm the mayor, and I have, I, I, I have cancer, <laughs> it's so stupid, I have breast cancer, and I didn't say, can you help me, I said, can you help with, with just telling me some details, like how many people have breast cancer in Santa Barbara, and all that sort of thing, I was, I was all of a sudden out of my body, and into a brain thing, yeah. um, but we wrote that, uh, we sent that release to everybody and then I I went into the mode of uh, I think I can have this done I'll, I'll come to council on a Tuesday I'll have my surgery on Wednesday and I'll come back the next Tuesday well unfortunately because that's what I was uh-huh. you know, sometimes you're really crazy and you don't even know it uh-huh. at least that's what I do sometimes and I step back and go whoa um, we anyway, don't know we're crazy in the moment I know. It's when we look back and we're like, "Whoa, what was that?" Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that was for me. That that was that one. Um, and on on Tuesday morning, was it? I think I went to see the doctor to set up this Wednesday um, thing, and he said, "Well, you can't go uh, this afternoon. I have this and this and this lined up for you." And I said, "Oh no, I have a city council meeting. I can't do that." And he's, uh, "Yes, you can." That's just not a. Um, so I ended up missing that council meeting, and that was just horrible for me. I had a little meeting of the city council uh, ahead of time to say that I will not be here this afternoon because I'm, I'm having breast cancer surgery. <laughs> Good excuse. And uh, and I remember, but I said I'll, I'll probably be back next week. And as I was walking out of that office. And behind me, there were three or four council members. I remember one speaking up, and you're going to get out of me who I who sp- spoke up. Um, but I remember her saying, hmm, breast cancer. She's going to be out for months. I'm taking over. Emphasis on I. I'm, I'm taking, I can still hear it in my ears. Yeah. And I got down to the first landing in the step, the stairs, and I said to myself, no, she isn't. that's silly what a crazy thing and it just made me really determined Uh, and and then the people of Santa Barbara really helped me out too because I had over 400 notes and flower arrangements and I thought I had died I went in the mayor's office after my surgery and I looked on Friday I had surgery on Wednesday on Friday I came in just to um, say hello I'm still here Uh, (laughs) and uh, Honest to God, it looked like I, I had died because it was filled with flowers and they said they already had other, they had taken a lot of it away. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, the people of Santa Barbara are wonderful. And the personal notes that I got yeah. from women who had had surgery and they were now in their 90s. Uh-huh. I mean, that gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. And the kind of surgery they had was much worse, mm. you know, than the kind of surgery I had. So I thought, this is, this is nothing. Yeah. And so the next Wednesday, I was, I conducted the meeting. Why not? 
I was hurting a little bit. I have to admit it. I'll, I'll admit it. I wasn't perfect, yeah. but you know, it, well, sometimes it, it was a thing. I wanted to be a good uh, role model too. I was, a, I was aware of that, you know, yes. that people would be watching you and yeah. see how they can handle and people who are in less public roles are dealing with that issue as well. And they'll take inspiration from how you're able to do it. Yeah. I hope so. so. <laughs> but I had so many bandages and I had a drain. Oh my God, it was amazing. But yeah. nobody knew that. Now you do, and maybe whoever watches this does. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, you know? And and I guess that that's where my grit comes from. Okay. Yeah. To say, no, you're not. I, right. I am and you're not. That's it. <laughs> you know, so you can try later, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe you can get enough signatures. <laughs> but oh. if you don't oh my god right well, let's 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 transition that's a good transition you 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 um famously did not get along with the falcone um on the city council uh i'm not gonna you know who's right or wrong everyone go read the articles if they want to you know yeah. look yeah. at it but you know sometimes we need a good arch rival to bring mm-hmm. the best out of us because mm-hmm. without that you know we get a little soft sometimes so mm-hmm. you know and i think that we saw the best of marty because you always had people breathing down your neck uh wanting to compete with you for that seat what do you remember about those days i mean you had you had ia of course who was you know very outspoken and ambitious and very connected. And you had Dr. Dan Secord, you had Roger Horton, <laughs> you know, you, you had a lot of, you know, really, it's kind of a cool, you know, time there. And then you, you were there when, um, let's see, was, was Doss on the, on, did you serve with Doss yeah. and Helene? Yeah, Helene too as well, you know, so yeah. you served with the future. Two years, maybe three years. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you remember about those times? Like, when you think back yeah i you know i remember thinking to myself i think i'm making this job look too nice and too easy because a lot of people seem to want my job it was really amazing um and and i remember when harriet miller had had the job she would come in with a clipboard and she would uh take a little um a survey of what each of the council members thinks about whatever the subject was for the next tuesday and I remember thinking, you know, I don't think that's legal. I don't think she really could do that. And she really should not have done that. But but I didn't think about that till I became mayor. So the kind of, of job that I was doing was just because I was really loving the job. It just turned out to be a good fit for me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, after running for office, and it's not easy in this town running for the office in the whole city um, and being worn out, I think then you go into a whole new job that has nothing to do with running for office. It's just right. a whole different thing. So, um, yeah, that, and, and <laughs> some of the people on that city council were pretty outspoken. Dan Secord was one of them. Yes. Um, except that Dan had, uh, he was an OBGYN and he had uh, delivered my, uh, my youngest and, uh, and we all agree that he's the smartest. So I don't know what happened there. Somehow it worked out. Uh, so we did have a relationship that was a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and so I could I could go in and talk to him and he was okay. You know, he wasn't doing strange things or anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> Frank Hotchkiss had a little bit of a weird time. Um, but anyway, so, and, and you know, I didn't, as I walked into my office every day, I thought, you know, um, none of these people want to be my friend. And that was really true. They really, no one wanted to be my friend. That's not what they were trying. They were trying to get my job. <laughs> and when you think of that, you just kind of gird yourself up a little bit and go in more ferociously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baba Tunde wanted to be your friend. I don't think he wanted your job. Oh, yeah. That's the one exception. I know. <laughs> yeah. He was such a sweet guy. Oh, yeah. I really liked him a lot. Yeah. He had a little fountain in his office. Uh -huh. You know, the sound of running water. If you go in there and you're angry at something, you just within a minute, you're all calmed down. Your blood pressure has gone down. Everything about it. He was a very nice man. Baba Tunde yeah. from Amy. I, I really yeah. like him. Yeah. Gone too soon. How, how much would I love to be doing a podcast with him? You know, uh, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talking yeah. about life. Oh, my goodness. And Ia, you know, Ia, I, you know, it was just Ian and I shared the same values, yeah. really. Um, democratic values, all the, you know, affordable housing, um, you know, pro-choice, pro, uh, pro all the, everything we shared. So we should have gotten along better. And I kind of feel bad that I didn't get along with her as well as I wanted to. Um, but she, as you said, she was an arch rival. You never knew what she was going to say during the week when I wasn't paying attention. Um, and darn it, if she didn't, um, she actually made me a better mayor. Yeah. So I have to give her that credit. Uh, yeah. You know, when I say you, you girded up and said, everybody wants my job, it was at the top of that list. She wanted my job badly. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, you know, Ia, Ia, Ia was. Uh high-powered, right, aggressive, ambitious, you know, she and I had, oh my goodness, so many, whatever <laughs> you I'm having with any elected official today pales in comparison to, to my battles with Ian yeah, back Josh, in the day. <laughs> Josh, you would then come into my office and you would sit down at the couch and you would say, you know what Ian just told me? <laughs> and I would hear it and I'd go, no, you're kidding me. You just want me to say something. No, he said, she really did say that. You know? So you were a part of it a little bit. It wasn't your fault. You were trying to just, you were just trying to report on us. Poor you. Yeah, I'm just trying fun. to give you your opportunity to respond on the record, Marty, yeah. to these allegations. That's very normal. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it is too bad because when you have two really uh, great political minds in the same yeah. place at the same time, you are going to clash and, and there's only one seat. There's only one, there's only room for one at the, one at the top. And so it is what it is. And, you know, eventually, you know, she ran for other stuff and, you know, it's, it's all kind of settles, you know, but yeah, it's, it is unfortunate because when you don't have a strong conservative Republican base in the town and you've largely run by Democrats, Democrats tend to figure out a way to start, feuding with each other it's just sort of nature and 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 dan secord he's a republican but you know he was pretty i mean he was a pro-choice guy i think oh, yeah. he was he was like not your kind of republican just seen today on fox news by any means you know so mm -hmm. i doubt he would have been a trump supporter if he were around oh no 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 no, no. he would not and he actually one day i i 
I don't remember what it was. Maybe I had a migraine because I had migraines at that time. And uh, uh, I had to quit the meeting. Uh, we took a break and then he was taking over because I guess he was mayor pro tem or something like that. And so I went home and laid down. I was really sick. And uh, sure enough, at the end of the meeting, he came home. He came to my house and brought me my notebook and told me what happened in the rest of the meeting. He was just so... Uh, kindly in that way yeah. um, but on the other hand he was a little bit strange in some ways too because some of the things he said so mm -hmm. I had to straighten that out yeah he shut me out for almost a whole year during all that really? some story I wrote I won't get into it but then he forgave me and we're great it's just yeah. that's how he was you know yeah. like, that's your punishment Josh no access <laughs> to me <laughs> you're in purgatory not talking to me <laughs> And Josh goes, oh, okay, I can live with that. <laughs> no. yeah, um, it was interesting times, but you know what? I think it's always interesting times yeah. in, at City Hall. It just is, even though, you know, there right now, and I don't think you know this, but in a couple of years you will, there are factions of City Hall uh, for mayor probably in seven years. Um and they're kind of vying with each other. And for a while, they were trying to get one former mayor on this side and the other former mayor on this side. And I just, I just didn't do it. I wasn't interested. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out of there, guys. See you later. Um, <laughs> but it'll be, um, it's going to be interesting. Right. And you know, you say about the conservative Republican thing. Uh, John Davies ran um, Randy Rouse's. Um, I guess it was his whole uh, campaign for mm -hmm. him. And John Davis is a pretty conservative, a pretty wily though, a good yeah. um, a Republican. Yeah. And, and so he was talking about taxes are too high in Santa Barbara. Well, whoever talks about that? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that from anybody? I haven't. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so things like that. And, um, but so I don't know about Randy yet in that way. Yeah. John Davies made me a little nervous there. And well, he's I do I, yeah, John Davies is you have to respect him if I you do. don't always agree with his candidates yeah. or his COVID positions, but you have to respect him. He's someone who knows his stuff and mm -hmm. he's got a lot of smart things to say. Um, but do we really want to agree 100% with everybody? That's boring. Oh. Right? I mean, that's no fun. Oh. I'm not sure. We want to learn. We want to. We want to listen to <laughs> no, other people's no, I, perspectives. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I would like to leave uh, leave it open that I can the door open so we can talk. Yeah, that's and that's. John is that I, he and I I can talk to him, um, but I'm not sure I can talk to Randy yet. So that's going to be interesting. I sent him a little congratulatory little message, you know, my little text messages with an emoji, a happy little emoji uh -huh. to say, you're going to really love this job. You know, <laughs> if I can help in any time, just let me know. And he wrote back, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he, I wasn't in his, uh, you know, probably wasn't in his contacts list. So he was just messing with you. I, I'm <laughs> I don't know. He is a nice guy. And I used to eat at the Paradise Cafe when he yeah. was, you know, and he, he, he's known as a nice person. Yeah. And that, that's who we need as mayor, you know. Uh, he, but I think he does think he can get more through than he really can. So mm -hmm. that's kind of funny. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of political ambition, what do you think of, of uh, Megan Harmon? Do you think uh, 
she can be a future leader in this town. You know, she's on the coastal commission and, you know, she's, she's ambitious. Uh, as was Jan- Dan Secord when I was on. Uh, Dan Secord was a coastal yeah. commissioner. Yeah. Have you, has your, have your paths over, uh, overlapped at all? Do you, how do you think, what kind of role do you think she's playing on the council? Megan, I think Megan is a, is a fast learner. Um, I met with her before she was, uh, before she, when she was just running for council. Um, and she just, she's just good. She's good at reaching out. I, I used to get her uh, newsletters once a week and then she had a second baby and <laughs> not so much, but, um, and she's on the Coastal Commission. So she really has a, her hands full, but I think she's a very sharp woman. And if she doesn't want to be mayor, maybe she wants to do something else. State assembly might, um, you know, be for her. She's an attorney. Um, I like her a lot. I like her, her, she's a straight shooter for sure. If I'm a straight shooter, she, she even shoots straighter. (laughs) She's just good. Um, Kristen Sneddon, she's good too. Yeah. You know, in her own, she's kind of quiet about things. Right. Uh, but, but I like her and she's okay. And she might be, want to be mayor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, I think we have, uh, Alejandra is, um, Gutierrez from the East side is, is paying good attention to the East side, mm-hmm. but she needs to broaden her prospects, her, her vision, if she wants to run for mayor, but I'm not, I'm not telling anybody to run for mayor. Right now. I'm just saying, you yeah. Know, well, I I, uh, I agree with you. Um, Kristen is very mayor-like. She has mm-hmm. the kind of appeal to a lot of people that would certainly get her enough votes to win. And uh, mm-hmm. people like her, they don't, um, they may not agree with her. And certainly some developers probably don't like her, but um, she she's sort of the closest to that Marty Bloom type, um, you know, even like a Harry, and I know you two didn't get along great, but somebody who people can really see as representing everyone in that. Mm-hmm. State, you know? mm-hmm. and, right. And Megan, I've told Megan this is like she should she should be in state government or much mm-hmm. higher because I mean she's she's got those kind of intellectual chops where she can go to toe toe to toe with anyone and she understands it really quickly i mean it's almost like these staff reports she's reading she could probably read in five minutes and yeah. you know come out with her perspective because she she's really good too you know so we have um some good talent um you know on the council eric friedman too he's a little bit more methodical and he makes his dad jokes all the time <laughs> and, you know he tries to quote but i mean he's he's a really good brain there too and uh, yeah, he's got a bright political future whatever he wants to do because <laughs> he's another one and i think the trait is is uh genuine you know like Kristen's very genuine um, oh, that's true Eric is very genuine. And, and even though Megan gets labeled with the ambition thing, she's very genuine. Like she really believes in affordable housing. She believes in, you know, helping, uh, right. you know, her, you know, the millennials and that generation. And she, she really has that stuff down, you know, community mm-hmm. information commission. And that's a real trait that you need in office. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a little bit, Marty, about your, your time. Now you, hmm. you had a book, called Madam Mayor come out and you, you know, you talked about your life story and, you know, after city hall, you got elected to the board of trustees at city college. And that was mm-hmm. its own sort of drama, of course. <laughs> uh, 
but uh what's what's life like for you these days marty what are you up to what are you doing yeah i i've never served in any office more than twice so i you know i usually do a, a elect and then re-elect and that's it uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's what i you know that's what i did at city college so i was out of there in 2018 uh but i think we settled the place down and you know so that that worked okay you know? yeah um so what am I doing now? I don't know. I get up, I go to get coffee. You know, it's that kind of thing. I love it. I have never in my whole life um, been without a job. I mean, I always, I always had one or two, even when the kids were real little. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a pleasure. Uh, I get to read whatever I want to read. And I have a stack of books because I really do love to read. And uh, I'm knitting. I should, Oh, I should have brought a picture to show you. <laughs> my, uh, my youngest granddaughter turned three yesterday. Oh, wow. She was in a sweater that I had knitted. Mm. And I went, yes, that feels really good. You know, yeah. so that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm doing a lot of quilting. My grandmother quilted and I just kind of picked it up and I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a little bit uh, busy. Not really. I'm not busy at all. But with... Um, uh, Grey Panthers has picked up a chapter again. So that Grey Panthers chapter board is something you might want to write about because it's got okay. three former supervisors. It's got me and it's got um, school board member and, you know. Oh, uh, important group. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, formerly important. And now we're trying to ferment a revolution or something. <laughs> I don't know what we do, but it's fun. It's fun right. and it's also good. And frankly, there are more and more older people here. Uh, you know, with the baby boomers. So uh, they need to be stood up for. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And then I'm also in a funny little group called the uh, Fearless Grandmas. <laughs> and, and I'm not quite sure about that because I, I haven't really, I just attended a meeting and I get emails from them. So I haven't really done anything with them yet. Yeah. But I like the, I like the title. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even want to know what kind of stuff. We're yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to find out. And then I was doing things with the local uh, neighborhood association, our Mason neighborhood. Right. And that was fun too, for a while. I did three years there. So, you know, it's, you know it's good stuff. <laughs> you know, you reminded me of, um, you know, when you talked about sort of your values and your positions, what did you think of Politico publishing this preliminary opinion of the Supreme Court, you know, reversing essentially Roe versus Wade. Uh, what was your reaction to that? Well, I hated it. Yeah. I don't think that should have happened at all. Uh, I, do, I did want to right away blame a Democrat because it's certainly going to help the Democrats in the fall. Um, if, the, if the Supreme Court waited to August or September, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have as much of an impact as it does now mm-hmm. and set everybody up for the summer. You know, Um, and I really don't know, but I don't really care. Let's talk about the issue, you know, the national um, uh, voice there. I I don't really want to, I don't care about who let it out, but they shouldn't have. (laughs) That's all I can say. Right, yeah. Um, And do you think there's going to be any way to change this opinion? Because it's out and there's such a public backlash that maybe the final opinion would well they, they boxed themselves into a corner didn't they because yeah. they put this out uh so now every reporter is going to take that opinion and the other one and hold them next to each other and see what's missing and what's what 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 they added and 
but some of the some of it I'm, I'm putting on a lawyer hat now and I'm inactive as a lawyer so I shouldn't be giving you any advice so I'm not going to but <laughs> but the um the shoddy uh, it was just a shoddy piece of research and maybe that's how their opinions come out first and then they make the circuit and they get better and better yeah. I, I was kind of shocked though it wasn't something that I I mean just just the idea that Alito would say uh Roe v Wade has to be um overturned period I mean that's what he said at first and that's crazy no it doesn't you know so and I thought they would tweak it I didn't think they were going to think about just overturning it right because you know there's going to be a lot of repercussions about that yeah maybe a lot of uh illegal abortions and a lot of women getting sick or killed even so you know that's just I mean, I thought they would have tweeted Roe v. Wade. I think they would have said something about viability. So the first trimester, yes. And then the second trimester, when the baby's viable. And I don't really know when that is right now. I really, I haven't followed that. Um, and maybe it have it turn on that, not turn on six months, you know. Yeah. It's really hard to regulate human behavior. So in other words... <laughs> You can you, you can have so right. <laughs> yes, you can make problem. something legal or illegal, but it doesn't stop what people want to do or are going to do. And what it does okay. is actually put uh, more women at risk. And who is usually the most vulnerable among us, the low income, because you've got to figure out a way to do what you're going to do anyway. And if it's not legal, then how are you going to do it? Or you got to go to a state where it is. And it isn't you know, it's, it's such a moral debate that is, you're trying to force it onto people who don't share that perspective. And that never works. Like people are always going to do what they want to do, regardless of whether it's easy or not, they're going to figure out a way. And I think that's the, the problem is, well, if, you know, people are going to figure out a way, which should probably be the healthiest safest way right and right. and you can keep your judgment or your morals that's fine you know whatever but if these people choose that that's what they choose and that's healthier right. than and and don't make them wait till the baby's really too huge to do anything about that's not okay either yeah. um, i'm very proud to live in california though where you know we're going to be hopefully taking on some of these people that need abortions um, but we'll see what happens with that. And yeah, I, I think the whole idea, well, we'll look back and see what, what we think in 10 years, but you know, the whole idea of, of letting that um, very poor uh, decision uh, brief out is just, it's not good. Yeah, because yeah. look what's happened. Oh. So, so Marty, are you done with elected office? Is there some spot somewhere that you could maybe do one more time. I mean, you'd be better than some of these other people who are wanting to seek higher office just because uh, they know. think they can, you know, are but you I done know. or, you know? Well, you know, the interesting part when I look back is that every time I've run for office, the next time I run for office, I get more votes than I got the first time and <laughs> more votes the third than the second and all along, even, even city college, but you know, there, there are more voters than there are in the city, but I, you know, but I always get more votes. So you're going to have to find an office that's bigger than city college yes. <laughs> for me to keep that going. But yes. I don't know what it would be. 
chairman of the world or something. I don't know. This is too late to take on Greg and the assembly. So. Oh, no, 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 no. I really like <laughs> Greg is a great guy. Yeah, and he no, and I, yeah, he and I got there uh, on the city council together first. You know, yeah. that's both of us. And we just had a we had a great time. And he just is such a smart guy. Yeah. And, so good. and he's waited for this a long time. Yeah. He needs to be in, in Sacramento. And, and then you're, Laura Caps too. Don't forget her. And there she's going to. How could I forget Laura Caps? I know you can't. Nobody <laughs> does. I know she's wonderful. Just an amazing woman. Um, yeah. So we're going to have her as supervisor. Isn't that that's amazing? But not until November. We have to remember right. that even if we elect her now, which we will, because she doesn't have any opposition. She's got until November to uh, vacate her school board seat. Right. Um, so well, school, your former teacher, former president of the teacher <laughs> association. Oh, my goodness. Go I don't want to be on the school board. That's You don't, you don't want to listen to all the public commenters come in and yell at you and attack you? No? <laughs> I don't mind. If they want to ban a book, I'll just tell them no. I don't even care what the title is. Uh, but, um, no, I, I think we have a, a city that has a history of being mean to the school superintendent. Honestly, mm -hmm. I moved here in 1968, the first time. I, I couldn't believe um, the kinds of things that were written about the school superintendent, who was a man at the time, and I've forgotten his name, but oh. no, it's just, we just pick them to death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's horrible. Yeah. So that's what's happening with uh, Hilda. Right. But on the other hand, you know, maybe there is a problem. I don't know. Yeah. Well, being a superintendent, I don't, you know, what is the, the career span of that? It's not very long because you're dealing with your children and that children bring out the best and worst in parents. And you can stop being logical when you're thinking about your kids, you're irrational sometimes and <laughs> you need somebody to take it out on. And that's why it's so hard to be a superintendent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with uh, Hilda Maldonado, I think that the issues are a little different in that it's a, uh, internally you know the people who are are not wanting to work there anymore and that's a little different mm -hmm. than the parents who are just going to scapegoat the superintendent for whatever is happening um you know on the ground um, so but yeah it is what it is it's a very very difficult job so yeah it is it is so um, i don't know if people don't want to work there or i think that she's doing a great job and so now's a good time for me to go to the bay area which i've wanted to do all my life you know, type of thing you know yeah I don't, I don't think so but i'm not sure anyway. yeah i mean there's there's two sides of the coin yeah it's yeah. like well you wanted somebody to clean house well we clean house now yeah. you're upset yeah. about it you know sort of. <laughs> and, and marty before we go how is joe bloom doing are you oh. He's Joe always such good. a good guy, you know, and your biggest supporter. And, you know, he just did so and, much good work, medical work, a doctor. Yeah, he yeah. Doing? yeah he's doing fine. He, uh, you know, he was my lawn sign guy. Uh, <laughs> and so every once in a while, when there's a, some lawn signs start popping up for an election, he'll take me around and show me why this one isn't good or what's happening there. Cause mm -hmm. that's, you can't get that out of him, but, <laughs> but he's, he's doing fine. He's playing uh um, he's playing a bass, electric bass, and he just learned in the last couple of years. And so that's kind of an amazing thing to pick up and say, I think I want to play this. Mm -hmm. uh, but he always says that our youngest was a, a bass player, which he was, and a good one. 
so I must have some genes, he says, and I, so he tried it out. He says, well, the truth is, I don't have any genes about being a good bass player, but also I like playing bass. So he plays bass, he plays with a couple groups and you know, that's, that's a fun thing for him. And he also, he, he always played volleyball at East Beach with the Nooners. Oh yeah. He goes down twice a week and he, he doesn't play volleyball, but there are a lot of them out there just talking mostly, <laughs> but they also, they do some drills and stuff like that. So he's down there at the volleyball courts yeah. twice a week. So he's keeping very busy. And we have a, a COVID puppy who is now a COVID teenager. Oh, great. Yes. No, that's not easy. Not great. Otherwise, no, <laughs> he won't get in the car and we want to take him somewhere. So what kind of what kind of dog is he? He's a golden retriever, but he's a, a white a cream, English cream. And he's beautiful. And he's got beautiful eyes. His name is Hank. Oh. And Hank just gives us a time sometimes. But that's OK. It keeps us going. So, yeah. In I general, just, we're doing fine. <laughs> we just watched Marmaduke on Netflix, and they send him to obedience school. Oh. Maybe you should send to obedience school. You know. Oh, well, you think we paid a trainer to come over here, <laughs> and now he'll get two feet into the car. Well, I, you know, maybe we could tie him to the car and drag him along, but I don't know. It's just like, anyway, uh, I, have to, I have to see. And is that a, that's got to be a cartoon? Yeah, it's it's um, a full length one. It's a ninety minute full length movie on Netflix. It's a, it's animated, but it's That's it's great. You have yeah. a daughter. You get to sit and watch Marmaduke. Oh yeah, and those animated <laughs> movies are good. They're, they're they're not like just kids movies. There's usually themes on multiple levels. You know, so. I never could figure out why my mother always wanted to go to the movies with me <laughs> until I started saying, "Hey, these are pretty good movies." You know, yes, the, you know. They're, they're fun cinderella yeah. all the little singing mice and everything oh my goodness how wonderful have you seen encanto yeah and the music the music's yeah. great yes yeah you pay big bucks on broadway to get music <laughs> like that right exactly it's just, yeah. so yeah. that's what we that's the other thing we do is we watch uh, a lot of movies yeah on television. and you know that we watched one yesterday called the enigma is it no is it? Uh -huh. Uh, no, it was something else, but it was really riveting. Uh -huh. It was about World War II, and I don't usually like spy films, but that's what this was, and it was amazing. It was a true story, too. Yeah. So, you know, you can get gazillions of movies on Netflix or whatever. Right. Amazon Prime is no... Yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someday I look forward to... I always tell people, like, someday I can't wait for just a day, just to watch movies because never get to watch anything unless it's got an animated dog in it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm writing it down marmaduke okay yeah it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. all right marty um we're about time and i want to wrap up so i want to thank you for taking the time to have this conversation and it's been really just fulfilling to be able to relive some of these old yeah. days when i was starting out and you were in your prime as mayor and uh Talk to somebody who knows so much and who's lived these experiences. You know, you should, the, the city should have like an ombudsman role or some, some role for you. No, 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 <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm, I'm doing fine. I don't need a, I don't need a job for sure. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> but this has been a pleasure for me too, Josh. Um, yeah. We go so far back. 
uh, I knew it would be easy to talk to you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And we didn't even get into the picture with the baseball bat. We'll have to do that in the next part. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when they took that. That was fun. <laughs> and, and some of the police officers were very intimidated by that. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Have a good, good luck. one. Bye. See you later.